0: Alright, welcome back to another episode. In this episode, I want to talk about why the oil prices are crashing, um, how the coronavirus pandemic is affecting the global economy and uh, the, the stock market. So for those that may not know, oil prices have suffered their biggest fall since 1991. This was already in place due to the coronavirus pandemic, and I'll get into why they've suffered a bigger loss. You know, the prices were already on a decline due to the lack of global demand because of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, countries like China and India that heavily rely on oil. I mean, China consumes 10 million barrels a day, and since the entire country is essentially on lockdown, you know, people aren't traveling, people aren't commuting like they normally do, and so the demand is down. You know, it forced a meeting between OPEC and Saudi Arabia, Russia, which are essentially the top global exporters of oil, and um, you know, the meeting was all about finding a way to mitigate the price drop meaning cut the production down to match the demand because the demand is decreasing so what they wanted to do was they wanted to cut it down 2.1 million barrels per day and saudi arabia wanted to take it further and cut down 3.6 million barrels per day but russia did not want to do that because they didn't want to give up too much ground to american oil producers america is not part of the opec so they don't have to Uh, follow those instructions or participate in that agreement or even in that meeting and so since russia didn't want to do that saudi arabia decided to launch a price war and how the coronavirus plays into this is again like i mentioned you know the global demand is down people aren't traveling planes aren't flying no one's really commuting like they normally do um, it's even affected the stock market. Dow Jones Industrial was down 2014 points due to the coronavirus panic. It actually even triggered a halt in trading. They halted trading for 15 minutes to mitigate the volatility in the market and it was effective to a certain extent. For those listening that may not know what volatility is, essentially it's you know higher price movements. So I'll give a quick example. Tesla used to be a volatile stock, meaning the price would go up and down rapidly. So it wasn't consistent like Apple, Amazon, Google. You know, it was extremely volatile, high volume trades. People that maybe didn't have long term belief in the stock, you know, they shorted or they trade options. And so it's a lot of volatility is essentially movement in the market, rapid movement. The market triggered a halt in trading, which is extremely rare. This has rarely happened in the past. And it was a 15 minute halt which did kind of help mitigate the volatility um the s p 500 was down 7.6 percent the nasdaq was down 7.3 percent and um yeah oil prices down 24 to about 34 dollars and 36 cents a barrel so how does this price war affect consumers in different countries for us you know gas is going to be cheaper which seems like a good thing and it probably is and, um, you know, for countries like China and India that heavily export oil from uh, Saudi Arabia and Russia, it's essentially going to give them relief in a way. So, they're, you know, it's going to give them monetary relief, which is much needed, if we're being honest, because of their increased consumption. I mean, again, I'll mention it again. China consumes 10 million barrels of oil a day. They have factories, they have people commuting, flights going in and out. It's definitely going to have positive effects in some cases, but in terms of the global economy, it does drive that fear that we're going to have a global recession. I mean, everyone's dumping their portfolios. And personally, what I want to say about that is I don't think the market's going to crash and we're going to have a global recession like people are fearing. I think this is a good time for new investors or people interested in investing to do a little bit of research, you know, learn how to invest and invest in the market while it's down because a lot of things are underpriced. I think this is a good time to invest and even place some calls for people that know about options trading and are into options um, because I think the institutions are solidified. I don't think the market's overly leveraged. And I think um, we're not gonna see a crash. We're not gonna see a recession. Maybe the fear-induced decline is gonna continue until you know some of the global threat secedes and people start becoming comfortable or maybe you know maybe find a vaccine or something that comes out and then everyone's gonna buy stock from that company by the way but um yeah just you know if you if you're interested in investing learn about investing and enter the market a lot of things are underpriced and you know there's a perpetual fear that the entire market's going to crash History's going to repeat itself banks are going to fail people are going to lose homes You know, the panic-induced bear market is always funny because um, I think Warren Buffett said this, that you want to be greedy when everyone's fearful and you want to be fearful when everyone's greedy. And so in this case, everyone's fearful. They want to sell. They want to sell because their portfolios are down. They don't understand that you only lose money when you sell. If you buy and you hold, which is a very smart strategy, if you are not emotionally attached or even financially dependent on the money you invest so if you can afford to invest money that you don't need that you can afford to lose if you buy and simply hold you're not losing you're losing on paper but essentially you still own that stock if you have long-term belief in it it's going to bounce back and so this is a good example of that market it's not going to crash the institutions are in place and the ex-ceo of goldman sachs lloyd blankfein said that the market the u.s economy is stable enough and not overly leveraged And so, in this panic induced bear market, what we want to do is buy and hold, you know, safe stock. You know, companies we know aren't going anywhere. They have too much skin in the game. Their pockets are deep. Their hands are in every industry, every micro industry. Their subsidiaries are thriving. And so, you you want to factor those things in, especially in this bear market, and see how you can leverage it to your advantage. If everyone's fearful, let's quote Warren Buffett one more time you know, be greedy when everyone's fearful and be fearful when everyone's greedy. Everyone is fearful right now. So what you want to do is buy and hold into companies that you have long-term belief in. And yeah, I want to drop another episode on this tomorrow. I'm going to do an in-depth research uh, into what companies would be good investments. Again, I'm not giving investing advice. So don't take my words, literally do your own research all i can do is provide my perspective and guidance from what i've learned and how i believe things are going to play out but um yeah definitely do your own research especially if you're interested i think this is a good time for new investors to get into the game everything's underpriced long-term belief and just understand some fundamentals that are in place you know i mean take bitcoin's example everyone was riding the fear of missing out wave and you know gouged the price up to almost $20,000 and then everyone started selling because it was on the decline. So fear-induced price movements are extremely volatile. But if you continue to hold in something you have long-term belief in, you're not going to lose. You may lose on paper in the short term. Everyone's losing on paper right now. It doesn't matter who you are. No one can predict accurately where the market's going to go. And so That is why buying and holding is a smart strategy instead of buying and selling or short selling or even playing with options in a way. You know, I mentioned previously, or I mentioned earlier in the segment that you should get into options trading and you should play some calls, but definitely do your research. I don't advise that for new investors. Option trading is a very, very tricky game to be a part of. It's almost the equivalent of gambling in a way. That's the way to simplify it, but it's, you know, obviously it's more intricate than that. And yeah, that's all I have today. I hope this was valuable for you. If this was valuable and you got something out of this, feel free to leave five stars on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and uh, check us out on Instagram at the Flex Coach. Thank you.